Welcome to the Dr. Obedovinga Day podcast. Dr. Obed is a thought leader and apologist who speaks to life's great existential questions of origin, purpose, faith, and destiny with fluency and grace. He is an author and the president of the Christ Cosmopolitan Incorporated, a vibrant apostolic commission that heralds the message of the fullness of Christ. Dr. Obed has seen his ministry soar to great heights over several years, touching the lives of many across the globe through his various ministry platforms. May you grow in grace and the knowledge of Christ as you listen to mind-renewing and heart-enlightening messages by Dr. Obed. Do enjoy this teaching. God bless you. Just a quick one so I can continue. In the ancient days, when there were no Hubble scopes, that is to say, astronomic instruments of power with high magnification, there was nothing like that. The only instrument they had was their own eyes. And when you stood in Asia and you raised your head, you would visibly see the sun. And you would see three wandering stars on the right and three wandering stars on the left. The revelation of Jesus Christ. John said, the heavens opened and I was in the spirit and I saw seven golden candlesticks and I saw in the middle of the candlestick, he said, I saw one verse 13, and in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, I saw one like unto the son of man. He was clothed with a garment down to the foot, get about the paps with a golden girdle. We we'll deal with all of these. Then he said, the next line, his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they were burned in a furnace, and his voice as a sound of many waters. Do you know that John was actually looking at the stars and prophesying, he saw the sun, he saw the moon, he saw Mercury, he saw Venus, he was on earth. My very eyes may just, <laughs> no, he couldn't see nigh because he was using his naked eye. So he saw the moon, he saw Mercury, he saw Venus, he saw Saturn, he saw Jupiter. Mention it for me, help me. Let me write it, when I write it, it will come. I think everybody has left school a long time ago. 
for this moon, Mercury, Venus, you wipe Earth, Sun, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Moon, Mercury, Venus, Sun, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. And this is what they could see. And interestingly, when you looked in there, in every 24-hour period within seven days, one of the stars was closer to the eyes. You have heard theologians say that it's paganism. That the pagans of old allocated the days to the heavenly bodies. That is conjecture. It's not true. It was what you saw within seven days. When you stood, you would see the stars one after the other. So they said, Lundi, Mardi, Mercredi, Jeudi, Vendredi, Samedi, Dimanche. Why? Whatever they were seeing, they knew it was going to combine with the influence of the sun and the moon on that day. I'll take my time and do this some more in this camp. And you see how beautiful this whole naming of the days came about. I understand how they connected the heavenly bodies to idols. But I also understand how come God created seven days in a week and not eight. Many of us don't know that way before the Grecians who were idolaters were actually having eight days in a week. They refer to the eighth day as a grocery day or the market day, the eighth day of the week. Until the church of God, I understand Constantine and all his influence and all that he did, started to explain to them how that the Bible says it was seven days that makes a week. And how that by visions, the apostolic fathers had seen the influence of the planets. And how that the revelation of Jesus Christ was already confirming it. How were the days marked? We all know. Uh, let me roll back. I'll do that another time. I'm just being pushed. There are 28 days to make a moon. And the moon has four phases. Seven, four, 28. Case closed. Did you didn't get that one? Seven times four. Do you know that in every seven days, the moon changes its face? Every, every seven days, the moon will change faces. 
full moon. Then it will now go to a half. Then it will change to a new. Then it will go to a half. It will change faces for for every seven days. It was God who instituted seven days in a week, not pagans. It was God that instituted seven days in a week, not pagans. And he aligned the womb of women to correspond to this seven days thing so that the woman will menstruate, come out of menstruation into another phase and get into the third phase where it's so viable to take seed and jump into another phase and jump into the rest. 28. If you knew what to do with the seven days of the week and how that you here on earth as a woman, you are mimicking what is happening in the heavenlies. When you wake up, you ask yourself, which week are we in? First week, second week, third week, fourth week. Ah, why can't you harvest? Why are you not harvesting? Why is every day of your of the why is every day of the week and every week of the month looking the same? Because we don't know the ordinances of the heavens and how that these influence the earth. Those of us that have even had it, we don't even know how to harvest it. Harvesting from the heavens. But that's not why I'm here. I'm dealing with color. Don't worry. It's a camp meeting. It's not Sunday preaching. That will have to do everything. We'll do some and leave some and come and continue tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in this place? So let's be snappy. Good. Now, hear this. I was saying that light is that which reveals. And that light reveals color. But then there are a couple of laws that we'll have to appreciate and understand in order to appreciate all the subject of color, which will lead us to the elements before we leave here. The first law of light is broken down into two, the law of relativity and the law of absolutes. Don't worry about all this big English. Because you need it to appreciate the message. The law of relativity and the law of absolutes when it comes to light. 
What do I mean by this? Pastor Brenda, what is the color of this your dress? What's the color? It's not red. You are the one calling it red. It's not red. Do you know why you are saying it's red? It is because of the light this dress is under. It is the light that this dress is under. That is why you are calling it red. If you like, let's put off this light. You see that a lot of your dress color will change. Certain colors will get missing in the midst of the light. Typically, the first color that will get missing is black. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm coming to. Some people in this room, they will get missing. <laughs> Some people will get missing. Again, this simply means that for us to be able to say this dress is red, we don't need relative light. We need absolute light. Then we would be able to say the very color, the exact color of this dress. But we have another problem we have to face. Whenever it comes to light, there is a second matter, the law of perception. What do I mean by the law of perception? Under the same light, you bring three people and ask them, what is this color? Let me say, bright red, dim red, deep red, royal red, slavery red. <laughs> why are we having that problem? Do you know why? Because of perception. So, we would again say that there is the law of relativity under the law of perception and the law of absolutes under the same law of perception. Introducing the latest masterpiece of the bookshelves, Pastor Obed's most recent book, Toolbox, The Mechanics of Spirit Technology and Fortification. Tools are as essential to the spirit life just as breath is to life. Tools provide you the pleasure of making life easy, progressive, and not unnecessarily burdensome. I told uh, Pastor Obed today that uh, my coming on a day like this couldn't have been coincidental. 
I don't use words frivolously. And this is for you, not for Pastor Obed. Because he has given this out great things to converge in you that you can use limitlessly. You'll be most enlightened by the knowledge you find in this book with steaming topics like altars, high places, gates, pillars, foundations, thrones, bulwarks, family idols, stools, and many more. This book is a classic masterpiece and a testimony to the fact that the spirit world can be demystified. This book is not a foreign material, neither is it a mundane you know, material. They are tested and proven you know, testimonies of his experience. Knowledge from this work will raise your faith level and help you to handle every irresistible form of force standing against the knowledge and agenda of, the, of, of, of God in your life. It's obvious that no matter your new birth in Christ, no matter your spiritual level, just like we are testimonies to what is happening, that with all our experiences and all our exposures, we still discover that we lack a lot, that we were even doing things that we didn't have understanding. But here is a man who has taken his time to, to put everything in details and put it into book and write it and teach it so that we are all where we are today. Be ready for an explosive, riveting paradigm shift as you go through the pages of Pastor Obed's biggest book yet, Toolbox, The Mechanics of Spirit Technology and Fortification. Contact us on plus 233 24-703-6136 or plus 233-55-792-6498 Available now in all our bookshops across the nation on Kindle and Amazon. its laws. The observer observing the object must also come under a certain law. For us to agree, it will require the observer to walk in the light of the light. If the revealer is revealing something, you must use the revealer's light and you must have the mind of the revealer. Else, we would now come under the law of relativity and begin to say you are wrong. But the person is not wrong. That's what the person is seeing. How many times haven't we husbands 
battled with our wives over color. No, 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 it's blue, it's not blue, it's red, it's not. Because none of us is wrong. Relativity. But if we had the same mind and we're using the same lights, we'll now come under absolutes, absolute perception, absolute light. Is this not the reason why? Even though we have the cosmic light, we also have our earthly light. And this earthly light is the sun. But then the cosmic light must now beam his mind into the earthly man and move them into the cosmic dimension so that they can perceive the understanding of the lighted being in the cosmic realm. If you are getting all that I'm saying here, then the word of God said in John chapter 1, the verse 9, this is the true light. That suggests there are false lights. That was the true light. Do you know what the true light does? It lights every man that cometh into the world. This true light, it lights every man that cometh into the world. The word of God, according to John, says God is light. God is light. In 1 John chapter 1, the verse number 7, he said, if we walk in the light, just as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Then the blood of Jesus Christ will solve the relativity issue because sin is the missing of the mark. We are walking in the light, just as he's in the light. We have fellowship one with another. It heals the mistakes, the wrongs, the assumptions that leads to wrong conclusions. He will handle all of that. If that gone down well with you, then I want you to know that light Hear this. is what the body retains to the giver. Sorry, color is what the body retains to the giver of light. Color is what the body retains or reflects to the giver of light. Color is what a body retains to the giver of light. I'm just building blocks. I'm still in my foundations. Now hear this. Because of the principle of refraction and reflection, it would mean that color is not only what the body retains to the giver of light, but what the body gives to the system of that light. What do I mean? 
God who gave us light is not looking at us retaining his light only, but that we should also give the light to the creation. The light he gave us, we should bring him back the light and also let the light shine in darkness. We are working with him. We are having fellowship with him in the light. It is with God I have fellowship with. But we also know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost, this is the love, the grace, the fellowship I'm having with the Holy Ghost must also be with us all. So that this personal fellowship we have with God, we will now also have fellowship one with another. He who says he loves God, but does not love his brother, is a liar. It's not true. He who says he's serving God, but cannot serve his brother, is a liar. It's not true. Because reflected light must go through you. You are not only to bounce back the lights to the giver of light. So light is sown in us as seed. Light. And watch what he said. He said light is sown for the righteous. Light is a seed. It is sown for the righteous. In your light, we see light. Light is sown for the righteous. And we will walk in his light. Arise and shine, for thy light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. That's what the word of God says. So hear this. Color simply means service to God and service to man. When you give back to God what he gave to you. That is not all there is to color. And additionally, what God gave to you. If you become a channel of it to others, then you really have color. What is color? Color is what light reveals. Revealing what? Revealing what the revelator wanted to reveal. So that others may enjoy what the revelator is seeing. Then we, with the revelator and the body, can have fellowship together. This is true color.
When you say your dress is black, it actually means all that you got, you have retained all. You didn't give back any. That is why I don't like black. Is it any wonder black people are what they are? Generally, the black man only wants to take. Give me, give me, give me, give me. He never gives back. Very selfish. Listen, black is not color. Black is inside. I am not black. I am not a black man. I'm not. You are black because of how you see it. When you bounce light on anything that is black, it doesn't retain anything. It absorbs everything. Do you know why? White is the greatest of all colors. White is generous. White doesn't hold back. White doesn't keep any. When you bounce it on white, it retains everything to you. It is white because nothing has been left behind. It is blue because he received all and only gave you one color, blue. It is green because the body absorbed all that you gave and offered only one out. The greatest of all colors is white. The worst of all colors is black. This is the reason why there is no white man on earth except Christ. No man is white. How much have you given back what you received? Have you given all you received? Then you are white. Have you retained a bit? You are not white. You are another color. White means 100% input, 100% output. You put in 100, I give you back 100. That's white. Black, 100% input, 0% output. Do you understand? I have said that unless I'm invited to talk about the black man, I'll do as much as possible not to talk about it in a meeting. Unless I'm told to talk about the black. But do you understand why white supremacy is what it is? And why black people are what they are? This is the reason why the church as we have it today, when you look at the generosity of the church, in the early 40s, 50s, and 60s, how these Europeans were generous. You today, 
You don't want to give anything back. Look at the revelation we carry here in Ghana. Look at how much you know in the word of God. God is calling you. Say you want to hear his audible voice. You will dry up like a stone. Thanks so much for listening. We trust that you've been blessed with truth for life. Be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Obedobing a Day podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remain blessed. Shalom.